0: Little disclaimer here. It's not often that I call an animal communicator. In fact, this was my first time. I have to say Karen Wrigley surprised me with her astounding ability to tap into the spirit of animals. When she asked me one specific thing about a certain stuffed animal that was on the floor, I wasn't sure it was a hit. But when I walked by my son's room later that day, I saw exactly what she was referring to. Wow. Wow is all I can say. I will post a photo on our Happy Healthy You Facebook page. Hmm. I think I'm a believer. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman. And a lot of you guys know that my book, Back to Happy, A Journey of... Hope, Healing, and Waking Up came out last week, right before the holidays, and I was super excited about it, and you know, it was kind of a happy time, and at the same time my daughter was debuting on Broadway, all these really great things were happening, which is amazing, but at the same time my dog, Wilson, stopped eating, and for some strange reason which we couldn't pinpoint, he just got sicker and sicker. And we reached the point where we had to make that decision, you know, in the midst of all this happiness, this is how life is. um, We had this very sad thing. This dog was the love of all of our lives. My daughter, my son, myself, my husband, he's just the cutest thing. And we've had other dogs. And of course, they've all been special. But this was just a special little puppy. And he was only five years old. So we had to make this decision. And of course, I call my experts when I have this stuff. So I called Sherry Schirmberger, who is an energy healer that has been on the podcast. And um, she said, you have to call Karen Wrigley. Karen Wrigley is an animal communicator who literally got a call uh, in 1998. She'll tell us about it. And she says it changed her life forever. She's the author of Wolf and Winnie's the, a book about her journey through the world of being an animal communicator. So I'm so happy to have Karen on the podcast because she helped me so much. Hi, Karen.
1: Hi, good to be on your show. And thank you so much for the wonderful gift that you give to many through this podcast.
0: Oh, you're sweet to say that. Well, it's helped me a lot too. I mean, I'm we're all going through this journey together of life and I really believe that mind, body and spirit should be in balance. And and we when we can do that, it doesn't happen, like without a little bit of work on our part. But when we do that, we can be happy. And yeah, so so thank you for coming on the podcast. You really helped me so much last week when we were making that decision about Wilson. And just talking to you raised it to such a higher level spiritually for me, which is what I try to do if when I can, and I wouldn't have remembered to do that had it not been for our mutual friend Sherry. So I I want to thank her too. So, so Karen, tell us about how you became, I mean, you, you talk about on your website how you got that call in 1998 and you finally stepped up to the plate, so to speak, and, and answered that call to be an animal communicator. Tell us what it is and, and how that happened for you.
1: Um, animal communication for me, because I'm self-taught is a matter of tuning into the animal's energy and all that that comes with the animal's being, which is on many levels, their physical self, their spiritual self, their self that is intertwined with the humans that they live with as well. And I receive information through all my senses and even through, this is an odd thing that surprises people, I'll even have a a commercial that may come to my head that gives me information as well. And I sometimes it's very clear and sometimes I'll say something like work with me or play with me because I'm receiving something. It doesn't make sense, but I always share it because it can mean the world to that person. Uh, other times it's as, the same as is you and I talking together. But I have learned to not, I've learned not to ignore anything that comes my way because it can be very pertinent as silly or observed as it can be. And then how I became a communicator uh, it was a time in my life when I wasn't happy with what I was doing. And so I just gave a big loud yell to the universe, show me what I'm supposed to do. And in that same que- and, uh, question and wanting answers, I did know a few things. I knew I wanted uh, to be casual. I didn't want to have to wear suits and heels anymore. I knew that I wanted to travel with it. I wanted to have fun with it. It was a fairly short list. And then, two weeks later, after working at a convention center where I had uh, had a short uh, little session with my neighbor next to me at the convention center where I was working, uh, she asked me if I would uh, tune into her dog and because we found out she discovered that I was a bit psychic. And at that time, I really didn't even know what an animal communicator was. So I gave her an intuitive uh, information around her animal. So shortly after that, I, got, I get a phone call and I wasn't even out of bed. The person says, I would like to set an animal communication. And I said, uh, I think you've got the wrong number. <laughs> and she says, is this Karen Wrigley? And I said, yes. And she says, well, you're in USA today.
0: Oh my goodness. And I
1: said, she says, it's a great article. You should read it. So in that moment, I punted and I had to I set an appointment, I had no idea what I was going to charge at the time, <laughs> and it was like that for the first year, because when you're in USA Today, you have media coming at you from all ends, particularly on a subject that was fairly new to uh, most people. So uh, it's, uh, it, was a, it was a journey, uh, and I had to uh, put my shoulders back many times and make mistakes along the way, but I learned from all of them.
0: Well, that was quite a big sign and a baptism by fire to be in USA Today, like when you were kind of questioning. And I think a lot of people are really where you were at that time saying, okay, God, what is it I'm supposed to be doing? What is my purpose? And, and you know, there is sometimes a little bit of fear and trepidation when, when it comes to us. And it's like, okay, be an animal communicator. <laughs> but it is a gift, right, Karen? Don't you consider it a gift?
1: I do consider it a gift, uh, particularly one that was supposed to be dominant in my life. I also believe that everybody is capable to some level of doing the same. If it's not communicating with your animal, it's your higher self, with uh, beings of light, those that have crossed over. It's just that we're not taught to do that or to exercise those muscles. Right. And I uh, highly encourage people to do so.
0: And starting, did you start with meditation? Were you a meditator or did you have a spiritual practice that you? No. No? I did not. Oh, my gosh. So it just came through.
1: (laughs) I mean, I was was always very spiritual and and I was on my path of learning more and more about it. Being an animal communicator, I will have to say, um, gave me a nice shove in that direction to do more of it.
0: Right, right. And were you an animal lover also as a child, as, as? You know, absolutely. You
1: were up. Okay. Yeah, I was raised on a farm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was raised on a farm and so there were animals around us and I spent a lot of the time of my time in the woods and I had a uh, half horse half pony named Little Joe. And uh he and I spent a lot of time together uh riding through the rivers and the fields and such and some people would say that I may have had a lonely childhood. Because there weren't many children around me my age, or we could get to each other being out on the farm. But to me, life was full mm-hmm. when you're with animals and nature. And um, there's a lot to be said when people think they're alone. They're really not. There, There is so much love and giving and guidance around us all the time.
0: Yeah, maybe you can share a little bit of what we talked about before we started this podcast. What did you say about animals that um, they are here to teach us, especially the domesticated animals, I would guess?
1: Yeah, it's, yeah especially them, but all of them. Okay. Um, I have found from the very beginning, when an animal shares with me what they want most for their people or why they're with their people is to show them that life can be very happy and joyous if we allow it. And many times they reflect us in ways to show us what's working and what's not working.
0: Mm, that's and that's so... my
1: job then and to show the person what's actually taking place in their life.
0: Yeah, it seems like based on my conversation with you, there's a lot more going on behind those, uh, <laughs> those cute little wagging tails and those sweet puppy dog eyes and kitty cat purrs than, than we would ever have dreamt, I think.
1: Absolutely. Yes, amazingly so. most people say when the communication is over, they go they're they had no they, they'll they'll put it this way. I will never look at my animal the same
0: yeah i I have a newfound respect for my puppy that I wish I'd had <laughs> before. So you contact living and deceased animals the you, you tap into the energy of both
1: I do okay. um I thoroughly enjoy tapping into the energy of those on the other side. Uh, particularly because that gives an avenue to awareness and a spiritual side and awakening to people that they're they can listen to because now they're not focused on the physical being and its needs.
0: Right, right. As we spoke last week, my dog Wilson was between the world. So that was interesting. You said he was he was kind of in in the next world and also still here, so Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, he was he was uh hovering there and And I'm still learning myself and growing. And and the more I become better at let go, let God, let Karen, and and, uh, allow more to receive, the more that grows to help others as well and and awaken other people to it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the reasons why people come to you for for a session?
1: Well, typically they call because of um, health or a... um, and a, a behavior that needs to be looked at, changed, fixed, or whatever. Uh, some of them have a medical issue that uh, the doctors or uh, cannot figure out what's wrong, which equates usually to the person's um, emotion or things going on in their home. Mm-hmm. And it's manifesting in a behavior issue with the animal to sh- show them something's wrong here. And pe- people typically look thinking it's, it's with the animal and it's with the person or something going on. Ah. Um, I've had people call for lost animals, which uh, is a very, very difficult thing for us animal communicators to do because it's so multifaceted faceted in what's going on there and it's, it's so emotional for people. Um, but uh, some people now, because they realize that animals have incredible insights to the person and, the, and, and their life and others around them, I have a lot calling me for information from their animals and the spirits and guides that come through as well at the same time for life a guide for life guidance.
0: Wow, that's interesting. So do, would you say that animals have different levels of of evolution like people do? I mean, you know, everybody's on a different level spiritually, and some of us are more evolved, quote, in quotes, than others. Are animals the same way?
1: That's an excellent question. Um, Now, this comes just from my own experience. Um, I believe that all animals are very, very evolved. I will say, in my communications, the information that can come through the From the animal to the person usually depends on where the person is and how evolved it will come through
0: wow that's interesting yeah based on what you gave us about wilson that's really interesting can you give us some examples i know you have some in your book some examples of some of the more impressive animals who came through impressive funny anything that stands out for you
1: Okay, there are a couple that always stand out for me, and uh, one of them was a German Shepherd who had epilepsy. Mm. And the person, and the epilepsy was getting worse. And the uh, dog, I'll give you the short version, the dog kept showing me a, a little tiny quaint cabin in the woods and it was in the mountains and he's and I told the person about it and they said yes we do we have a little place up there in the mountains and he's telling me that he never has an epilepsy uh, episode when he's there and they said well that's true he never has and he says it's only when I'm at home because it is so intense with your work and There was the husband and wife, both of their work and the intensity at home, he would um, have these seizures because of how intense it was. Mm -hmm. So then he shows me this image in my head, which I uh, actually saw two or three times. And I was fairly new at communication at that time. And I hesitated to express it. But I finally did so because it kept coming to me. And the dog was telling me to tell them to run naked in the woods. (laughs) And I'm going like, "Oh gee, what have I done now?" And the lady says, "Oh, we do. <laughs> we do run naked in the woods." And she he said, "Do it more because that's what's freeing and makes life good."
0: Isn't that funny? That's such a specific image to get and and maybe disturbing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very disturbing, and and it was uh it was uh oh yes it was one of those communications you don't forget.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow, and very specific. Yeah, so every animal has a different personality, just like people, I guess.
1: They do. They can each come in with different personalities, and uh, yeah, sometimes they call it their breed personality, but there's also another personality in there as well.
0: Do you have any funny, can you remember any funny communications that you had with animals that stand out?
1: Well, here's another one that I like. Um, I was at an appearance uh, in a small town and uh, there was a bed and breakfast near there and, and they they put me in the bed and breakfast to stay overnight, which was absolutely fabulous. And because of their kindness of uh, gifting that uh, to us, my husband and I were there. Um, I offered to give the two owners, which was two men, a communication before I left because of their generosity. So I gave them the communication, and they were very happy about it. And their mother, one of the gentlemen's mother, was visiting from Florida and happened to walk through the room next to us. And they called her in and said, Mom, would you like to ask um, uh, your dog which if, if he has any you know, anything you'd like to know. And she looks at me, she goes, oh, no, 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 I, I don't want to know anything. Uh uh-uh. uh. And the dog walks straight over to me and lays down right on my feet. So the two gentlemen look at each other and he says, okay, we're going to ask this dog some questions. And the dog answered yes and no to some basic questions. And then they said, does the dog, does he have anything else that he would like to say? And the dog said, looking straight into their eyes, mom drinks more in Florida. <laughs> And the mother stood up and huffed away and the dog kind of walked away kind of slowly with him. The two gentlemen looked at each other and said, I believe the dog. And it turns out the mother was an alcoholic. Oh.
0: He, and so gave what away happened was it
1: gave them a heads up
0: <laughs> mm. on what
1: was actually taking care taking place with mom. And so sometimes, as I was mentioning to you earlier, animals can say things that are serious, but do it in a lighter way so that we can manage it a little bit better.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. So do you have, like, favorite animals that have come through that that you've particularly resonated with when, when you've read for someone?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, the gambit of of the, the kinds of animals is all over the place, uh-huh. from fish to snakes to llamas, to emus, to dogs, cats, horses, and birds, and you name it. I can't say I have a favorite type of animal um, over another because they're all so very special. Um, I do work with a horse named Grizz. He's a Lipizzan horse where I live here at Smith Mountain Lake. And uh, I would have to say he and another, and a dog named Franklin, He was a golden retriever who's crossed over now. I have appearances with them, and uh, they gave just amazing insights and uh, love to people in their communications, because we'd have retreats at the horse's barn, at Grizz's barn, and he would literally stare people down.
0: Oh, that's funny. When he had
1: information. And Franklin would go out into the audience, sit next to them, give the information. Once it was done, he on his own would get up and go to the next person.
0: Wow. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I I think a lot of people feel like animals are are like lower than humans or something. And and um, I don't think a lot of people really appreciate. But I have to say, when I stopped eating meat, <laughs> I think I have a higher appreciation for animals now. That's been a few years. So yeah, I have a lot more compassion for them than I used to. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but... Um, yeah this is just amazing so can we talk can we talk about Wilson a little bit he um, he came through as such a master (laughs) I mean how did was was he super smart our dog Um, Wilson was it's interesting how people
1: and super smart is one way to look at it yes he was super smart as far as we humans would look at something intelligently but he was super smart Um, Not just through the mind, but because of the heart soul connection to universal knowledge and what's taking place. And I believe all animals as all people have that as well. Animals just haven't cut themselves off or been programmed, you know, to uh, think more than feel. And he there I do believe there are some exceptional animals that have come to this planet that are amazing, as in people would talk about Jesus, the Buddha, and the list goes on and on. There are animals that are like that as well. Wow.
0: Yeah, he definitely came across in that way. And you helped us so much because as we came to find out, he was ready to, um, to cross over. It was, I guess it was time to let him go. And you, you helped us so much with that. So thank you. I really appreciate that. It was my honor. What can animals teach us about life and death?
1: Oh, that's a big question, isn't it?
0: I know.
1: (laughs) Life and death. Well, first off is live life fully. I have a quote here that I'm going to read to you, and I think it sums it up pretty good, which is one of the major things about living life. Franklin the Golden Retriever I told you about, um, several years ago before he had passed, uh, I was put my thought out to all the animals and said, is there a message for um, my clients and for my newsletter that I write a message for them? And this is what came through. It was Franklin, the golden retriever, that says this. And I'm going to read it to you. And because it's the holidays right now, it's perfect. Perfect. A present during the holidays is a package to unwrap a gift, temporary yet enjoyable, My present to you is to live in each special moment. Living in each moment fully brings an understanding to life that brings greater awareness and understanding. Enjoy each present moment is golden, a continual gift of love.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. And I have written down here, I must have tapped into him. (laughs) Because I wrote, message for humans this holiday season. That was one of my questions for you so you answered it oh my he answered it. so maybe it, maybe i'm a little bit of an animal communicator myself i don't know <laughs> i
1: think maybe you're
0: more than just that i think you're a lot more oh thank you karen well do you think you could try to tap into wilson now that he has crossed over successfully to the other side and it was very peaceful and as sad as it was it was it was beautiful thanks to you and and being able to communicate with him in that in that really amazing way. Is there any message that he might have for us and for our family now that he's safely to the other side?
1: Yes, and that does tie into the, to one of the questions you asked about uh, how to live life and also about dying. Mm-hmm. And um, what was coming to me while you were speaking was um, death is to be looked at as life. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Uh, because it is cont- it's, it's the human mind set up that there's an ending. And he said it is continual. It does go on forever. Um, and the human in its understanding of ending is, is shifting into the place of evolving into a greater human that sees it as a new beginning or a evolution into another door and the the interaction between animal and human while in body is special and even more special when one tunes into spirit in the evolution of leaving the body and when we are in the act of being with the animal in the presence of the animal and spirit the relationship can be greater yet than that that was when he was in body
0: wow and isn't that true about all of our loved ones who are over there life goes on once you're crossed over yeah
1: life goes on and yeah, yeah. it's but, but the death part it's about why is it we miss them so much and so many of the animals have me have their people write a list of the animals qualities and typically I find there are the qualities people aren't acknowledging that they have but also acknowledging the qualities that they might need to work with as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like why do, I, why do I miss them so much um as one animal said um the person said well she he, my dog made me feel safe and my dog did these other things and what worked because with each animal they may say they, they may give the answer uh in a different way to different people so each person can hear it the way they need to to get it mm-hmm. and this animal said to um her person be me it's like or and he said just be me he says like be andy the dog's name was andy and she got it because she realized what she missed from Andy, it was in her, and she could step up to being what it is she needed from Andy.
0: Uh, yeah. And gosh, we can learn so much from these little guys. The, the problem, I think, in being human is that we just love them so much that we miss their physical presence. Yeah, having them here physically is so we need to tune into their energetic presence, to sort of have have a little more of them once they're gone. Does that yes. make sense? I don't know. Uh,
1: uh, yes. Now, Wilson wants. See, Connie, did you by any chance have a uh, like a stuffed animal or something on the floor that reminds you of Aunt of uh, Wilson?
0: Um.
1: He keeps showing me something on the on the floor or something on down low not up high that represents him or you like of him what is this
0: well we gave our little grandbaby a stuffed wilson that oh, that is wow. his and it could be it looks a lot like him and he plays with him he calls him his puppy and yeah so so that but, could but be I think him it's
1: in your home
0: oh hmm down and low. sometimes
1: This is another part that throws people. Sometimes they can't, it just doesn't come to them. And it might be that it's not even there yet, but it's not unusual where, again, this is one of those times I say something and I'm going like, ooh, I'm not sure if I should say it because it might not make sense, but I do it anyway. And then it can be later on that it does make sense as in a a dog that had crossed over I was giving uh, some information to the person from the other side, from the dog, and the dog said, the first thing he said was, I'm with the blue baby. Now, Uh I can see why some people might not want to say that, but he says, yes, he's with the blue baby. A month later, she called me back, and the lady said she was sharing this with her mother-in-law, and she started crying. She said, I lost a baby, and they called them blue babies when I was younger, and she said it was so meaningful to her.
0: Well, it's funny you bring that particular story up because I I lost a child to congenital heart disease, and she was very often blue too, as well. So
1: that might have been for you too. Yeah, yeah. Welsh Which is, with the blue. Mm.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, thank Why you. Why was that one? Huh? Gosh, uh, that's just- that's. Special. Amazing yeah well I would like to think he's with Megan and um, all the other puppies we had Laddie and Bobo the golden retrievers and and um, Maddie our German Shepherd so we've we've let go of a few dogs prior to Wilson but he was the youngest he was just so young we went none of us were ready so so I appreciate you helping us through this difficult time for more information about you and your book Wolf's is it Wolf's and Winnie's? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a tough one. I I probably, the the title could have been a little bit easier to say, but it's Beyond beyond Woofs and Winnies. Okay. And uh, on my website, uh, there's a list there of places that you can order it, purchase it, and or through amazon.com. And my website is karen at karenrigley.com.
0: And if they would like.
1: I'm sorry, www.karenrigley.com.
0: Okay. So if someone wants a session with you, they can contact you through your website. Yes. Thank you so much and happy holidays. And I look forward to talking to you again. I'm sure there will be another animal in my future. So we'll, we'll try to get to know them earlier in their life so that we can enjoy their full energetic presence. I think (laughs) I don't feel like I've ever taken advantage of that with all of my animals. So that's my, my new intention. So. Thank you.
1: Good
0: one. (laughs) Thank you so much, Karen.
1: My joy. I wish you happy holidays to you and your loved ones.
0: everyone. Thanks for listening to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'd love it if you would check out my new book, Back to Happy, A Journey of Hope, Healing and Waking Up, now available in paperback, Kindle and audiobook. It's my story of getting back to happy after the loss of my daughter. And the companion journal, Gratitude, Grace and God Things is just one of the ways that helped me. The book and journal are both available on Amazon, and the audiobook is at Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. For more information, go to backtohappybook.com.